The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking. On the season finale of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show, we're talking fantasy baseball championship and, of course, Major League Baseball playoffs. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Welcome in to the season finale of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com and Righteous Felon Jerky. I'm your host, Vince Stover. I am joined, as I have been all season long with, I think, maybe the exception of one episode, or if not, no, I think every episode this year at some point or another, the senior fantasy uh, Belly Up Fantasy Baseball writer, the one and only Kevin Wilson. Hey, Kev, how you doing? I'm doing great, and uh, you had it correct that uh, I have you and I have been here every single week. There's been a couple of occasions where I had to shuffle in uh, a little behind the schedule, but uh, we've been here. We've and been so here. It's appropriate all. that we're here today, also. That's right. So February we started episode one of the season. Uh, talked all through the preseason rankings and every predictions, all that good stuff. And uh, and now here we are, the final day of Major League Baseball's regular season and the final day of fantasy baseball for the year. And uh, yes, yeah, so as I was saying that, I was thinking, no, wait a second. Every time Kevin had to work, he came on uh, once. We, we brought you on a little later and then twice we just started the show a little later and uh, that I can remember at least. And uh, and so, yeah, we made the whole season. Um, we are the Cal Rifkin Jr. of fantasy That's baseball. right. right? You need somebody in a pinch? Here we are. That's right, but don't pinch me. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, what a season it's been. Uh, we're going to start with some fantasy stuff, and then we'll get into our – we have a guest today. The champion of our fantasy baseball league is going to join us. And then after that is done, we will talk the Major League Baseball playoffs and what is ahead um, and what we think about how the season concluded and all that good stuff as well. Uh, but the fantasy baseball season, I, I wanted to talk briefly about uh, some guys, mainly on one team, that I think disappointed pretty much all season long. Although the numbers could argue Juan Soto did not, but I think we would all agree that the San Diego Padres fantasy-wise, well, and in real and life, real. But let's yeah. focus on the fantasy aspect of it. Uh, I think they were a huge disappointment this year. Absolutely. There's no question about that. I expected much more out of the uh, out of the Padres, especially after they took down the Dodgers in the playoffs. They had all the momentum. They uh, were relatively healthy. And like some of the other teams that we could discuss that were disappointing, they had relatively good health. They had relatively uh, good starting pitching and they had all stars at practically every position. Right. And uh and you, you mentioned Juan Soto. If you look at his final numbers, they certainly look respectable. But to me, there's a lot of empty emptiness there. Yeah. And so uh, stats don't always tell you everything. And uh, there's a – like I, I mentioned a couple times where he said, hey, uh, you know, we're not focused as a team and all that. 
But yeah. he said it in like August. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, dude, where were you back in in June? Right. Well, when things first started falling apart before you were 27 and a half games out of first or whatever. And um, so, yeah, so when you, people are probably happy that they had Juan Soto, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. And uh, it, it was just empty is the word that I can't help but come to when it comes to Juan Soto. I would argue the one guy who didn't disappoint was Fernando Tatis. He was suspended to start the season, came on uh, in our league. He had a total of 351 points, 25 home runs, 29 steals. He did strike out more than anyone other than Trent Grisham on the Padres uh, in the in this shorter amount of time. But uh, that being said, I thought Tatis, when he came back, I didn't know what to expect from him. No, and, no one uh, anybody said that they did. You know, you're a liar. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You and, and there was there were people that went ahead and they took him, yeah. which I can see them doing that. And he provided, as you mentioned, pretty decent numbers after he actually was on the team. Yeah. And he did it certainly faster than than Bruce, uh, Bryce Harper. Yep. Who came back and was really slow for a long time until he started to to pick it up towards the end of the season. But uh, so if you're if you had him, you had to be pretty 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 pleased with his final numbers except for those strikeouts as you mentioned as in in a points league strikeouts they're 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 not good right um pitching wise almost the same thing blake snell had a really solid season he did um, he's in the running for the uh nl uh, cy young award right yeah 180 so, innings you know. pitch that's solid uh he it has is. 14 and and nine like record 180 innings in today's baseball Right. Uh, 20 quality starts on the year, 234 strikeouts. He was solid. After that, though, I, yeah. I, I give Hader enough credit. I think that he did enough to be still fantasy relevant. Um, but the pitching staff. They didn't staff, give him enough save opportunities. Right. The pitching staff, the injury of Joe Musgrove didn't help. But Musgrove no. came in highly regarded as a fantasy player this year. Um, and like I said, he couldn't stay healthy. And uh, outside of that, the pitching staff just just did not do what they needed to do this year, which hurt not only the Padres and their chances for the playoffs, but it hurt fantasy owners everywhere really coming in expecting big things out of this Padres team. It did. And, and everybody had reason to expect big things right. out of this team. And uh, I just happened to be fortunate that uh, none of them wound up on my fantasy team, not because <laughs> I was avoiding them, but just because that's the way things worked out. Yeah. Pitching-wise as a whole in fantasy baseball, the names at the top are names you expected to see for the most part. Burns was not as high up as we thought he would be. Um, he was still in the top top tier of pitchers. Nola, same thing. Not as high up as we thought he would be. Um, but really the first surprise I feel like we come across in the pitching stats, uh, you could argue Logan Webb, I guess, in San Francisco. He was up there uh, in the top, top solid. But Justin Steele from Chicago – um, he was a guy that floated around the waiver wires at the beginning of the he season, did. and he has just shy of 500 points. A phenomenal year for him. Phenomenal year, unfortunately, for him and the Cubs. Right? <laughs> right? Because uh, they uh, at one time we had like an 80% chance of making the postseason. Yeah. But nobody knew they were going to lose like 20 out of their last 23 games or whatever the number is. And they just simply collapsed. And uh, that was in every aspect of the game. 
Justin Steele, he he collapsed a little bit, and the, and the Cubs offense, they collapsed. Their bullpen collapsed, and we've got special. They had big leads, and the bullpen coughed it up, and so uh, Cubs. We both thought I think the Cubs would make the postseason, but uh, they did not, and uh, they probably took you pretty far if you had them in fantasy. And hopefully you started to see, hey, this is not working. So uh, you might have jettisoned some of those guys, and uh, maybe it helped you. Yeah, offensively, it was the names we anticipated overall at the top. Of course, Acuna had a great year. Betts, giving the uh, position availability that he had, was a huge storyline for us all season as well. Uh, but shout out to Corbin Carroll. The rookie comes in. He's a top 10 fantasy offensive player this year, 465 points in our league. 54 right. stolen bases is what really carried him through. So, you know, yeah. if you were looking for steals in Cats leagues especially, steals are hard to come by. Easier this year right. than in time past. But if you happen to get him, then you're in good shape. Including Shohei Otani, Corbin Carroll is the 10th highest scorer on the offensive side of baseball for fantasy in our point setup. He was drafted 110th overall uh, in the league. So that's a, that's a pretty big deal to get a guy that's going to be a top 10 scorer at 110 in the draft. Bobby Witt Jr. had a stellar year this year as well. Uh, yeah, he, he was on he the really started team. pretty slow, though, if you remember. He did, yeah. There were a lot of guys who were like, man, should I drop him? Hopefully you resisted that. And... Uh, <laughs> Because, yeah, he did come on, you know, he, he's got power, he's got speed, and he had uh, eligibility at short and third. I don't think right. he's going to carry that forward. But uh, for at least for this year, he brought it off for you at a thin position at third base. Yes, he did. And he was an important part of winning the championship this year in our league as well. That brings us to our segment we like to call the Call to the Pitten. Our Call of the Pin segment is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. And Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, textured and freshest beef jerky on the market. Visit RighteousFelon.com. Use that code BELLYUP. It's going to get you 15% off your purchases. Before we bring on our guests, I want to show you a couple things real quick. I tried a new flavor this week of uh, righteous felon jerky this is the nelsa mandilla uh black pepper and dill uh pickle uh mixture it's a okay. uh biltong beef jerky and uh very solid it's uh uh i it was better than i was expecting it to be it's not my okay, favorite but okay, it's definitely, I'm, I'm, definitely not my I'm least all favorite. down with the black pepper and yeah. i'm all down with the dill pickle i would be a little hesitant to combine those two <laughs> but uh, if uh, if you're saying they brought on the power, then that might be something worth checking out. It, I think it was solid. Uh, then I also tried two new beef sticks. Uh, I had the OG Hickory, which I tried the jerky before, uh, and it's very similar, very good. The beef sticks are phenomenal, by the way. This one is I, called the Fiery Habanero. 
uh, from Righteous Felon. Oh, no. It is a You, you would have spicy, to rush me to the hospital if I was eating that. So, uh, spicy and smoky beef stick. Kevin, this one kicks. Uh, this one <laughs> kicks. And <laughs> I had it. Kick me. Yeah, like I said, you'd have to have me <laughs> strapped into the ambulance after I ate something like that. I ate that one about 30 minutes before leaving for dinner uh, for my wife's birthday. And um, uh, yes, it was very good, but it kicked and uh, it kicked my tail uh, yeah, that's on exit something as I well. could uh, introduce to my system. I have no gallbladder. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. And so <laughs> spicy and me don't go together. Speaking of kicking tails, uh, let's bring on our guest now, our Sports Though Fantasy Baseball League champion, the one and only Chase Thornton. Chase, congratulations, man. Welcome. Hey, that's all we got time for. Have a good one, Chase. All right. So that was Chase Thornton. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of half expected that. But. <laughs> Chase, welcome, man. Uh, first year playing fantasy baseball, and I want to give you props. I said this earlier when we first came on, but I want to give you props because you didn't just come in and play fantasy baseball. You dove head into it. Uh, you were yeah. very strategic in how you played, and uh, I, I'd like to think I made you sweat it out a little bit, but at the end of the day, uh, you come out on top. No, listen, it was it was kind of warm up here in the great Northwoods. Uh, we were actually doing some work outside around the house today, my wife, and uh, between that and then, yeah, sweating out this victory that, that you guys, I think, thought was a lot more secure than I thought was. I got my industrial-sized water here. I'm, I'm hydrating tonight because, I yeah, I was sweating that out. <laughs> you know, I, I was lucky enough to jump out to a big lead had a great first week, had 500-some points after the first week. Yep. I figured it would take about 900 points or so to win to win the championship, based on the way that you and I had both been scoring over the last month and a half, two months. Um, you know, and, and based on the fact we'd be, you know, I knew we'd be both making moves. It was kind of funny. Every time I looked at my phone today, I had another, you know, oh, there was a yeah, I couldn't transaction uh, message coming from our league. And I was like, yeah, I'm you and I both were working at fantasy yeah. football and, uh, and, and the sports though wouldn't get out of the way. So yeah, I mean, we, and we both, we both have made about 20 moves, I think since six or seven o'clock last night. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I mean, we both just about pulled all the right strings in terms of you literally got everybody. It was in your lineup, every single pitcher you had and every single position player played for you today, including the relievers you picked up. Uh, which is phenomenal. That doesn't always happen. I mean, the, I, I kept three relievers. I picked up Araldis Chapman, hoping that the Rangers would be in position to have to you well, know, sweat out a win. Were. And But uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I looked at it about Wednesday and I was up by like something like 120 something, 130 points. And it seemed like a pretty secure win, but I, I when you think of it that way, but then right. I looked at it and I was like, you know, he's only got to make up like 26 points a day to catch me and sure enough hey 880 to 864 i don't know if he gave the final score to everybody but 16 points we just yeah, about that's what we talked about and, uh, and I, I i mentioned to uh to vince because uh i went ahead and i picked up brandon drury after uh you guys did not do that <laughs> and uh he had 16 fantasy points alone there today so yep. if he picked him up might be talking a different scenario right now. Really can't but, fault just about any move you made. No, yeah, no, no. And uh, just like you know, in the first round where Vince and I went head to head, and he was up big early on, and uh, you could have said, "Well, 
we'll just coast to this thing. But, uh, you no, know, I kept the pedal on him and he made moves that he needed to make. And so it was a very similar scenario. And uh, in that I didn't catch him either. But so, I made him sweat down the stretch. I did an extra strategic move against Chase. I messaged Chase on Thursday, I think it was, maybe Friday, about coming on the show. And what I did was I said, I want you to come on and talk about your big win. And I was hoping to soften him up a little bit, to make him think it's in <laughs> the bag. I don't have to work as hard. I can just kind of <laughs> finish this out. Now, you did comment. I don't know. I don't know if it's that safe, but uh, I was trying to butter you up to make you lose a little focus here at the end. Uh, it did not work. Um, the <laughs> Philadelphia pitcher that you ran today is yeah. what won, won you the championship. Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, I, I had seen that they, they were going to use Nelson as a, as a bulk guy, as a bulk reliever after they used the starter. And I had actually used that same move with, uh, with Pepiot from the Dodgers here the last uh, two weeks or so. They've been doing that same thing with him. Their pitching staff's been a mess here down the stretch anyway, and, and they've been doing that every five days. They've been running him out there. And so I kept him specifically, too, for today, knowing that and thinking, too, it's a way to – for him, at least, with him, it was a way to get starter points this week without having to use up a starter slot. Yep. Um, and we both ran ourselves dry on those, uh, you know, obviously coming you know, today, too. We, we both ran way over – which is what you got to do. If, if it's available to you, you got to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, picking him up ended up being a real nice haul for me. Had, uh, had this come down to the last couple of points here and you might've sneak, you know, snuck it out by, by, you know, a batter or so uh, I probably would have been kicking myself hard. I did uh, miss uh, putting Tariq Scooble who had been big for me over the last month. I missed putting him in my lineup on Wednesday. I believe it was when he had yeah. 18 points in a, you know, in a game and, yeah. um, Couple of those, you know, couple of couple of things either way, man. You know, a loss by a guy, by a guy on my side, and a win on your side, or whatever, would have turned it. Yep. It was a real close it, game, and it made it fun to follow. Right. I right. told Kevin before too, before we came on the air. So I had Merrill Kelly pitch yesterday, and I put him on my bench, and I did that on purpose. Uh, one was he was playing Houston, and I had more confidence in Houston than I did Arizona. Uh, Kelly actually pitched a decent game. Um, but my other fear was, is because of all the weird starting situations with teams that had clinched, I was afraid one of my relievers was going to end up starting a game and then I would have hit and my mat over. Yep. and wouldn't have been able to, to pitch today. And so the safest move I thought was put Kelly on the bench. He scored 14, which still wouldn't have won it for me. Wow. Uh, but I was going to kick myself if I lost by 14 or 13 <laughs> right. and, uh, and had the chance to win it. But last year I missed, I miscounted. I think that's what happened. I think someone started. I didn't anticipate starting the night before the final day. And then I could not run my starters out there the next day and lost the championship. And I didn't want to do that again. So uh, it it just hopefully gives a little insight to people of the mindset of what's going on in these championship games. You got to use every rule to your advantage. You got to you got to be aware of your surroundings. You, you got to be paying attention like hour to hour. You do. Yeah. And, like today, uh, we, coming into today, we had no idea who was going to start for the Angels. Correct. I had picked up Reed Detmers just in case. They didn't really announce for forever, and, and none of the no, sites but, even had it listed for a while. Yeah. No, um, PBD for the longest. Yeah, but the the thing is, is like, and, and it's the same thing if you're in a foot if you're in a football league that that does their championship in week eighteen. Mm -hmm. Like you just said, we didn't get it this year where we had the crazy last day and people clinching, uh, you know, and we're switching back and forth on MLB network or whatever, following games that are, they're coming down to the wire. There was still seating to be determined, but 
everybody clinched, you know, Friday night. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, well, great. <laughs> but because that's the case, yeah. You know, Aaron Judge, who I who I was missing for a good portion of the season anyway with his injuries, he didn't play today, so I didn't have the heart to drop him. I just moved him to my bench. I was like, I can't drop Aaron Judge on championship day. But uh, yeah, not knowing who's going to play, who's going to be starting, and and not having that 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 certainty in the pitching staff means that you you really do have to be paying attention, especially the last week here. That's right. If you're in the championship, that's that's and that's right. something I guess I learned about it, it was. So yeah, really that, having to pay that, attention there. That brings up a question I want to throw out to you guys, both of you, because there's something that I've seen on uh, out there in the, in the social universe talking about how, well, if you're playing today, you know, this last week in fantasy baseball, then you probably don't know what you're doing because of the exact reason, Chase, you just laid out that uh, people are, you know, clinching and they're not playing. You don't know if they're going to play or not. But I think that adds a, a level of, you know, intrigue to the whole thing. The last couple of days, as you guys have mentioned, you had to make moves. Do big I do time, this? Big do time. I, do I, that I or not? Because so, that's the strategy. That's the skill and the strategy involved. There is making those kinds of calls. Like if it was just as easy as you know following rankings and and running the best dudes right. out there, great. Yeah. We all could do it. Any, we all could turn our could computers this. off after drafting. That's right. Anybody could do this. So my question is. Do you both think that playing to the very end of the season is the way to go in fantasy baseball, or is there some adjustment that we might want to look at? So I would have argued before this year, I would have argued we need to end a week early. That being said, uh, I think my eyes were open a little bit more this year to, um, I think it's good because it does. Now this isn't a non keeper league. If you're in a dynasty league or a keeper league, I think you need to go earlier and end a week early, but in just a standard league, I think going to the end is important. I, I did. I had batters going today that would have not touched my roster at any point this season, but they were playing and Manny Machado was not who I picked up this week when Kevin dropped him. Um, and those guys, I mean, I, I loaded with Minnesota twins. Twins in Colorado. Exactly. Yeah, twins in Colorado. So right. I had, I had, three twins batting today. Now I got negative two on one of them, but nonetheless, it, that's, I think that strategy and that effort, and that also has to tie into it being a close, a close matchup. If it's a blowout, then it doesn't matter at the end of the day. But um, no, I, I liked it in, in the way that we did it and uh, fighting all the way through the last day. If, if we had ended last week, like I just said, this a hundred point, whatever, hundred plus point blowout, right? it came down to the last game and it literally came down to the last literally. two or three games that were active today. Right. Even I know everybody started at the same time, but there were two, three, the last two, three games came down to the bottom of the ninth and the 10th and 11th innings. And we literally had guys that were still alive and it came down to that precisely because we played. And I agree with you on the dynasty thing. You can't be dropping yeah. guys off your no. dynasty rosters just to try and like stick in a couple of backup Minnesota twins guys in the infield. So you can have guys batting right. when, when the, you know, when the Phillies are resting guys or whatever, but uh, no, I football it. I don't like it in football going through week 18 necessarily, Agreed. but in baseball, I, I agree with you. If, if you're in a redraft league, uh, yeah, going right up to this day. I mean, I think it brought out the strategy in both of us, and we actually had to play the game. Well, in every football, day. too, you're talking about key contributors all year long. Mm-hmm. 
not playing. In baseball, we still had two weeks to play these guys, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until the last two days that right. you started having right. the pitchers not pitching. And now that there's three wild cards, this is going to be the standard in baseball Yeah, that series are going to come down to the last weekend of the season who, you know, if the Rangers score two runs today, they win the AL West. Right. They did right. not. And that's a team that you would have thought you could have banked on two right. runs. You know, that's a team that could score 12 runs on you. Right. But, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. I, I liked running it up to the end, even like I said, even though I'm a little dehydrated right now from, from sweating so, out. I had to and, change my shirt and, a couple and, times. And especially in football, because you could, you could pretty much, you know, after somebody wins a division or whatever, or the, you know, whatever it is, for a week, you can plan about who's not going to play. Right. True. You know, or whatever. So, but in baseball, you can't do that. Yeah. You don't know who's going to, you know, they're not going to leave them guys off the roster, especially now because you can only put 28 guys on a post on, on a roster September 1st or after. You should be able to put 40. Right. So they got to play their guys. I have 15 guys on my roster right now that were not on my roster Wednesday. Right. Um, and you can do that in this in this setting. Um, now, I wouldn't have done this in a normal matchup, obviously. Um, no, but you also so got good contributions from two guys it. that I drafted. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Harrison and Jose Abreu were two draft picks okay. of mine <laughs> that I dropped through the year for you know, when Harris was injured and then Abreu yeah. when he was so when, miserable. When he yes. stunk up the joint, you can yeah. say it. Yeah, he well, did. Harris did too for a while. For a while. Um, and this is where me and Kevin are the biggest difference in our games is in the regular season, I am more than happy to be patient with the guys who are supposed to be good. Right. And I will lose some regular season matchups because I'm being patient. Now, as as it gets tighter where I know I've got to make the playoffs, I'll start to lose that patience. But right. so far in this league especially, I've been able to make the playoffs. And so I just – I'm patient, very, very patient with guys. Kevin, um, and he has succeeded in doing this, obviously. he's He's been the number one team – uh, and, and, and every year we've had this league, his, his meter of willing to be patient with someone is very slim. Uh, now if it's, uh, you know, the guy, yeah, then you're not dropping Mookie cause he had, cause he had right. a four game slump or a week. Right. Drought. Yeah. But anybody that's drafted well, in the yeah, third round, I, 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 I ran with Manny Machado as long as I could possibly <laughs> run with them. And then I said, the heck with this guy. And I drop him. You pick him up, and what does he do? He hits two home runs the very first days on your roster. So you're like, he just can't win sometimes. I was well, trying to be patient with guys. I ended up finally having to drop Sean Murphy after he'd been so good for me most of the year. But we got to playoff time here, and they were resting him. And he was only catching, it seemed like, every two, three days or so. And, hmm. you know, yeah. But, yeah, I was trying to be patient with guys. But there were a couple guys I just, yeah, I, I, I had to cut loose. And I'm yeah. glad I was – I'm glad I was patient and, and hung on. I mean, I got good contributions out of Bobby Witt. Um, I got great contributions out of, out of him and Kyle Tucker and, and Stephen Kwan. And I was able to, I was lucky. I was able to pick up Kyle Schwarber. I kept him most of the year after he was dropped. Um, you know, so yeah, some of my biggest contributors like that were, but I was, yeah, I was patient with Pete Alonzo for a while, for a while. And then he, Pete Alonzo his way to glory. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, 
I, I definitely learned a lot. And honestly, I learned a lot from the two of you watching, listening, reading your work and that kind of thing, because I just, I wasn't <laughs> sure baseball wise to ourselves. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's what your dad has said as well. You know, yeah. I listened to you guys and the next thing, you know, you know, you're playing him. And yeah. then you lose by 28 points because <laughs> he listened to you. So, that's the that, that's the risk you take here. So uh, now, Chase, you're you're a Wisconsin guy. Adrian yeah. Hauser gave you 20 points today. Uh, another yeah. reason why you won you lo- you won by 16. So if you don't have Adrian Hauser run out there, you may not get that win. Uh, me and Kevin are getting ready to talk about the Major League Baseball playoffs, but uh, speak about the contribution from a guy from a team that you like uh, and, and kind of how that, how that leads up. How much better does that make it? I mean, you had mentioned, I think you had mentioned when I drafted, I, when I drafted Contreras um, during the draft and I, I was off air at the time, but I was following and watching and you had said, well, Chase, there you go. There's your brewer. And it make it does, it makes it so much nicer when you've got some of those guys to contribute and here in the last couple of weeks, I, I mean, I obviously, I hung on to Contreras most of the year. I did have him off my roster for a little bit, picked him back up, but having him, having Mark Canna here who has exploded mm-hmm. since the Brewers picked him up was such yeah, a great yeah, You're welcome for on them. that one too, as well, Chase, because I'm the <laughs> one that wrote about uh, But yeah, and then, and then, like you said, having Hauser come through so big for me today on a day that they didn't really have to worry about too much, but right. came out of it with a 4 nothing win. It's nice because one of my the guy that lives two doors down from me is the guy that is a guy that hangs the W every time the Cubs win. And I have an L flag that might show up outside his porch here tonight uh, after he goes to sleep. So uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes it more, it's the same way in football. Right. The thing is, is you've got to understand and, and, and it is foot, fantasy football, fantasy basketball, fantasy NASCAR golf. It doesn't matter. You have to be able to separate your fandom from what you're doing and That's understand right. when a guy is or isn't worth it. Now we were lucky this year. I mean, you had Christian Yelich for a lot of the year, and I so mean, and he, he had. And I picked him up. He, I thought maybe your Manny Machado move was in retaliation <laughs> for me picking up Christian. But it Yelich. paid off. It it paid, it paid off, off for you because he was he he actually produced this year, and it was so he wonderful did. as a Brewer fan to see that. Yeah. But it, it's it's you have to understand when those guys aren't. I had Rowdy Telez for a while. Had to cut bait on him, not just because of the injury time he missed, but he just wasn't producing to the level that I needed. And there were guys on the bench on the waiver wire I could grab on top of that. And yeah, if you got to pick up a cub, you got to pick up a cub once in a while if they weren't it. <laughs> as bad but as it does hurt. make it a lot more fun to uh to, to know that yeah, that I got that kind of production out of a guy that I, a it was just a last minute pickup kind of thing, but B, yeah, it was for the team that I actually wanted to see win today as well. And definitely it was nice. And I think I was thinking, oh, I don't know. I, I've had several brewers on the roster throughout well, the year. One mm-hmm. guy that uh, we can bring up specifically is Brandon Woodruff. Yeah. Because yeah. this is what he did, right? 28, 20, 29, 33, 21. And when you really needed him to step up, he gave you nine. <laughs> <laughs> but are you here if you're, yeah, I mean, you know, right. on the That's one hand. Saying, but. You getting know, that kind of contribution from him over the last two you can months. You make the moves it. that make sense and is the right moves, and they still don't work. Right. So, right. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. I was able to have on my roster at one point or another during this championship uh, matchup uh, Adamas, who I've had all year, Woody, nice. who I've had all year, 
Um, and I didn't plan on drafting Woodruff. I was actually down on him coming into the year. I was worried about injury stuff and whatever. Right. Um, but he was there at the right time, so I took him, and, and it paid off. Sal Freelich, who, Kevin, I talked to you about two weeks before he was called up. I said, we got to pay attention to this kid and yep. see what happened. Uh, Wade Miley, who we brought up several times throughout the season, uh, yep. the stuff that he did this year. Yep. And another guy that even as a Brewer fan, I was like, oh, man, Wade Miley, like, why are we bringing him back? Like, But he was always, always available, and he was always getting you double-digit points. It was like, hey, great. Yeah. And you, could, you could feel okay dropping him because you knew he was going to be there next week when you wanted him because nobody else was grabbing him too. My favorite pickup of my for myself in this championship matchup, it did not get me the win. Uh, former Brewer Brent Suter started for Colorado today. Yeah. I had the original starting pitcher that they something happened to him. We don't know what yet. Uh, they pulled him from the start, and uh, I was looking for long relievers in Colorado to see who'd pitch. And they said Suter was going to start, and I said, "Oh man, I can't, I can't turn that down." Uh, so pick up Brent Suter. He threw up four points today. <laughs> Uh, in 10 pitches. He only pitched the first inning. He got a strikeout, 10 pitches. Um, but it was fun. Th- that's what I like. I like looking at those kinds of things and say, hey, it's right. cool. I like Brent Suter. I cheered for Brent Suter for many, many years and and to have him there in the end. and Has uh, always well, seemed like a good guy. And yeah, yeah. he was he was a guy that, he, yeah, okay, towards the end of his time with us, he didn't necessarily yeah. produce. But he, I mean, he had been such a steady presence. Yeah. Good guy. And then like you said, fun to pick him up on a whim here. And hey, he contributed and and you got damn close. So there it is. So Chase, and here's my question for you. Yeah. Uh, who is the individual player that you had on your fantasy baseball team this year that maybe you didn't know a ton about, um, never followed or necessarily cared about, but after this year, you're kind of now locked into following this guy the, the rest of his career. Do you have Kyle one? Tucker? Okay. Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like I said, coming into this, I thought I knew baseball pretty well and okay, you know, and who's, who's okay and who's not. But um, yeah, I mean, I got 500 points from Kyle Tucker this season and you know, the, the dude just, he's a machine just on base all the time and, and, and ripping it for you. Um, and I, I, I didn't know a ton about him coming in. I didn't know that he was going to be as good as he was. Obviously. I mean, nobody knows until, until they are, but uh, yeah, Kyle Tucker, like I, Bobby Witt, I was, I, I, I had again on my list all year, and he had a phenomenal year. But uh, yeah, Kyle Tucker's probably the, the one guy on my whole, on my entire team that I probably learned the most about. And I'm, I kind of like, even though he's an Astro, and yeah. I'm not big on that, <laughs> might be a little bit of a fan of him. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing this specifically because they want a division. Okay. There you go. There you go. Now it's here's fun. my other question, Chase. Uh, Anyone who's done fantasy football, so you you know this for fantasy football, uh, but same is true for fantasy baseball. There's a guy that burns you, and you're like, I will never draft that guy again. He will <laughs> never see my roster well, again. I don't I'm care who he is. I don't care how high he's ranked. This guy will not ever touch my roster. Do you have anybody that uh, – I didn't give you fair warning I was going to ask these questions, but yeah. is there anybody that you can think of that you just say, you know what, I'm done with that dude? Like for me, Jazz Chisholm, uh, never, he'll never touch my roster. Right. Never. Right. Um, and it's nothing against him personally, of course. It's just, right. uh, you get burned by some people and you're That's like, right. no, ain't happening. Yeah. Some and then sometimes like, you don't learn and then you keep drafting them. <laughs> right. that, you know, they become the Dwayne bow of your roster of your life. I think I had that dude every year and I was like, it's going to be his year. It's going to be his year. And then he was on the team the year that they had like two touchdowns, to wide receivers and 
he wasn't he wasn't it. Um, I don't I, I don't know if I I don't know if I'm completely out on anybody. I I was uh, I was about ready to fly. Speaking of Astros, I was about ready to fly down to Houston and kick Jose Abreu. I, I would have needed a step letter to do it, but <laughs> I would have liked to kick him in the tail uh, partway through the season. Well, you know, uh, he had you had him, I had him. I think Vince, you have him too. He's on my roster today. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So the, and the industry was not happy with him for a while. All three of us had reason to cut him at some point because he was awful. We, yeah. He was simply awful, much more awful than I would have thought. You know, because he's and been turn, very and turned it on late and actually made a yeah, made a run of it. But yeah, know. he did. He but was frustrating. With me were for a while. absolutely so. gruesome, especially at the All Star Game break. Right. Yeah. But. Uh, so he's every, a player, you know, you mentioned a player, you're not, I'm, I'm, I'm out on him. Every, he's like uh, 48 years old now, draft. whatever it is. So I will not be. <laughs> every fantasy football draft and every fantasy baseball draft, I start my year by clicking the button that says, move this person off my draft list. And I'll take about three guys and just get them out of the way. I don't even want to see them. So you I don't, don't even have to worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'll see them on I that list. I say if, uh, uh Vince, next year you want Manny Machado, you go ahead yeah. and do that. That's uh, what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping more people get get burned by people and say, you know what, I ain't even touching that. And then you start picking them up in the third round versus right. the first yeah. round. And if yeah. they do yeah. succeed, you win. If they don't, then then you learn the same lesson that the guy learned the year before, and it is <laughs> is what it is. Uh, right. Chase, man, I, congrats. Uh, I mean, you, you win. And- um, I don't know what you win, man. The pride. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to talk to Mike. Mike was talking about uh, prizes, but I don't know that we ever came up with prizes for this league. Um, I don't know that there, Mike. There ought to be a trophy. Yeah, a travel. At the very least. I'll just clip the last 20 minutes of, of conversation. A trophy one way or another. <laughs> We'll, I'll clip uh, the last 20 minutes of conversation. I'll run that on a loop here in the, in the we'll, basement. Uh, we need to figure that out. Maybe a traveling trophy that we can send and put a name on and, and get it around. My boss brought in his fantasy football trophy to show off during our fantasy football draft at work. That's not from our league. It's from yeah. a different league, but he won. So he wanted to show it off. So well, I've uh, got a fantasy is- football trophy I'm looking at right now. So <laughs> you could be real sure there would be a fantasy baseball trophy over there. If I, Oh yeah. I've, I've already told my wife that yeah, like there's, there's a couple of my home leagues. I'm like, yeah, when I win those there, yeah. they will be in a prominent spot in the living room. They will not be, I don't even know that they'll make it down here to the basement where I, you know, where I live and do this stuff. They might be. They're going to be prominently displayed in the living room. But <laughs> no, I really appreciate you having me, uh, having me on, having me, uh, you know, in the in the league. It was fun. It was great learning experience. A lot of fun. Um, you know, I'm looking you know, looking forward to doing more in the future. But it, it was definitely it was a good time. Not just because I won. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah. Like I said, it was it was fun learning about it and and getting to see and experience a different side of baseball. Mm-hmm. Being a baseball fan this allowed me to, to look at it from a completely different angle, but then also being a fantasy guy myself, seeing a different side of the fantasy world because I had not played fantasy baseball before and seeing the differences and uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was a, it was a great time. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. And we're glad that you came on now, Chase, of yeah, course, right. he does uh, a lot of fantasy stuff for belly up sports, belly up fantasy sports.com. And uh, so Chase, tell the fine folks where people can catch you at and catch your work. Uh, actually, you can find me a little bit later tonight uh, on MD's Fantasy Football Show. Dan Mater and I will be breaking down the day in uh, fantasy football. And you can find me there uh, Wednesday night as well. 
for Operation Domination on MD's Fantasy Football Show, where we'll be previewing week five. Uh, you can always find me Sunday mornings with Kevin uh, I, on the Belly Up Fantasy Live show there. Uh, yeah, we uh, breaking down we, and walking into the into the into the games uh, for the week. That's right. And uh, Chase, you and I might need to smooth talk, you know, uh, Mike a little bit because we were like, oh, he doesn't have any wins, and he went ahead and just blew our Evelyn doors Whoa, off. So. He had Lamar Jackson and AJ Brown that just went off Ooh. for him today. He had a couple of guys that just went absolutely, you know what, honest. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> And we had uh, Jamar Chase and Drake London, and yeah. oh yeah, hurt. But no, yeah. we'll we'll figure it out. We'll get it figured out. But yep. Yeah. And then uh, you can always find me, SDT Chase FFB on the Twitter machine or X or whatever we call it, and uh, check out my my rankings and other work over at BellyUpFantasySports.com. Well, make sure Dan introduces you tonight as the Sports Stove Belly Up Fantasy, yeah, right. fantasy sure you, uh, Baseball yeah, yeah. Champion. Definitely at the gym before the. Yeah. The show starts, so he knows what the proper uh, introduction should be. You're Thank now you very much. you're now a champion in the in the industry. So, uh, Chase, it. again, man, we appreciate you. Congrats, first year. We will call it beginner's luck. We'll see what happens yeah. next year. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yep, and as badly as it hurts, you're marked going forward. So that's just be right. Ready for that. As and last year, Dan D'Amico uh, was the champion. This close, year. So. He finishes right. seventh place in the league. So um, so uh, uh, we'll try to humble you next year. But, Chase, we do appreciate <laughs> you, man, and congrats again. Uh, we'll see if we get someone to send you something, all right? Thank you very much. Right. I appreciate it, guys. All right. He's Chase Thornton, bellyupfantasysports.com, uh, and the Belly Up Sports Network as well. And uh, we do appreciate him. Real quick, Kevin, here's how it broke down. Chase won the league. I was in second. Uh, Kevin was in third. My dad, who started off so hot to begin the year, he ends in fourth. Uh, let's see here. Nick Macaronis in fifth place. Mike Brown, co-owner of Billy Up, sixth place. Uh, Dan D'Amico, reigning champ. He is now the seventh place, reigning seventh placer in the league. Brennan Myers ends in eighth. Uh, then Drew Childs, ninth. And Nathan Nguyen. And listen, I love Nathan Nguyen. I really do. I, I he's yeah, a great he's, kid. You know, uh, he does a great show. I like show. reading his stuff. Yeah. I like, you know, when he does his shows, or whatever, and he's very entertaining. Yeah, but you know, did he not needs work to stay away from fantasy baseball. Uh, he is an Oakland A's fan. If that says anything, well, that, that uh, indicates he, an issue right off the bat. So. <laughs> he ends the year two and nineteen. Uh, but we appreciate all the guys who jumped in and helped That's and were right. part of the league this year. Because without it, we would be talking about leagues that, you know, variety of leagues. This allows us to talk about one league all year long and uh, and helps with that. So uh, that is that. Uh, and again, we want to thank Righteous Felon for their support of the program and their help as well. Let's transition now to real baseball. The season is done. There's actually one game left, but it has no impact on anything, seeding or anything like that. There was a delayed game today, uh, the Mets and the Phillies. I think no Mets and the Marlins, um, and uh, but it does not affect the seating. The seating is set, and so everything is good to go. Um, ABC is going to carry the Rangers Rays series, and their first game is Tuesday at three o'clock in the Tuesday. afternoon. So yeah, two, three o'clock where time begins. Two o'clock yeah. local, <laughs> and I don't know who they expect supposed to be able to watch baseball at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> well, I mean. You got to figure out how many sick days you got. Uh, <laughs> you got to figure it out, right? That's, that's, that's something right there that's really going to work against the Rangers. Yeah. For a couple of reasons. One, A, they're going up against the Rays. 
which yeah. is not not something you want to do. And now they've got no home games in the first right. round. So done. it's a three game series, but it's right. all whoever wins two all in the top all in Tampa. All of them. Yeah. Yeah, all the games the are in the top. As of last year, and that didn't stop, you know, the the the, the Phillies and and the Padres and stuff like that winning. I can't, uh, you know, I'm a Ranger guy. All I have to do is drive up the freeway to get to their stadium. But now there's no, you know, and they've been talking about postseason tickets and everything else for a long time. Well, if the they don't beat the Rays, there are no postseason home games for the Rangers. True. That's yeah. all they had to do is score two runs today, and this would not be an issue. They would be the AL West champions and and have home games, but it didn't happen. And, and then they have a first round bye on top of it all. Right. True. Didn't happen. Didn't happen at all. This couldn't have gone worse, I don't think, for the Rangers. They wind up with the Rays, and uh, the Rays have they've they had lost three All Star grade pitchers in my mind, but they still won. And it's gotten the playoffs. Yep. And uh, Tyler Glasgow. Well, Texas did the same like thing, that. though, Kev. All right. I mean, they they yeah. both. I think this is a perfect series because they both have the same issues. They both have scored a lot of runs. Right. Uh, they both have had surprisingly good pitching this year, and they both have been absolutely demolished by injuries right. um, from their aces, from their top pitchers. Uh, and so but I think the it's pitchers a are left. I think favor the Rays. Like I, said, I would agree. Tyler, Tyler Glasgow. Yeah. At the at you know just off the top of my head. Yep. And uh, and Nathan Evaldi pitched. He has not pitched well since he came off the injury list. And uh, uh, Montgomery has looked good, but that's not Montgomery's not the guy you want to be your number one starter. Yeah. That's so, true. <laughs> that's very true. I think, I think that's the, that's a real issue for the Rangers now, because. Yeah. Now that they're playing on Tuesday, mm-hmm. they can't structure their rush, their, their their rotation the way they would would have wanted to do it. Now it's right. just whoever's left over. Right. And yeah, or you're so, rushing uh, guys in to try to get them. That's what they do in the playoffs, right? They'll go guys on short rest, but that's something that most of the time comes back to, to bite you. Uh right. when you do that, you almost just have to trust what you have and and instead of rushing a guy back, you save them and hope you make it to the next round kind of a deal. Right. Um, let's so, talk about these matchups real quick. Minnesota, the three seed, is going against Toronto. Um, yeah. Toronto has underperformed all year long, but they have the talent to they make do. it right. They have the talent. They have Kevin Gossman at the top of their rotation. Yep. They've got the offense. And uh, what Minnesota has going for them are two things. One, they're at home. And two, they're not playing the Yankees. <laughs> so they've got that. Because every time that they've made the playoffs, the Yankees have – push them aside rather easily. Fair point. Down to um, how, so, how do you see this one breaking down for uh, Toronto and Minnesota? I, I'm going to go uh, – I, I really, really want to go with Toronto, but I think Minnesota's pitching staff has been pretty pretty good this year. They're yeah. at home. So I'm going to go with the Twins. I think it might take all three games to get that done. Uh, the Twins are running Pablo Lopez out for game one. Toronto has okay. not yet announced who they're going to start uh, in game one of that series. Uh, I'm looking real quick to see Minnesota run or Tampa runs out. Oh, that's the wrong series. Uh, let's see here. There we go. 
Sonny Gray. As I mentioned for uh, Tampa, and of course the Rangers don't have an announced starter yet. Sonny Gray goes in game two. Uh, game three pitchers have not been announced because it's as needed, so they won't announce that till it becomes officially necessary um, on that one. I, I tend to lean with you. Um, my heart just goes Blue Jays. I really feel like they're a team. They've got the – actually, no, I'm going to do that. Blue Jays, I'm going to pick the Blue Jays. Um, they have the okay, better I record. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. Blue Jays are a talented team. And, and that uh, offense wakes up. You know, say, you know, they're a problem for any team that they're playing if their offense wakes up. Yeah, but, I go, uh, I go Minnesota in game one, but then I think Toronto takes the next two. Okay, that could that could easily happen. Uh, Tampa and Texas. I feel like you've okay. probably already sh- uh, shown your hand on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like uh, you're going Tampa all the way on this one. Yeah, you know, because we talked right before the season began that uh, going against Tampa is a fool's errand. Yeah, and um, they're they're an experienced team, of course. Rangers yeah. don't have that, even though they do have Corey Seager. If they have any chance in this series, Corey Seager has to lead them because he's, of course, the guy that won the World Series MVP when the Dodgers won it when uh, it was up the street. And I actually went to that and saw them play in the playoffs that year. But uh, so Corey Seager's going to have to have a huge series, otherwise. It's not going to work for how how many runs does Texas have to score per game to beat Tampa is five, the number five, at least. Okay. I think so. Yeah. They got Glasnow game one, Eflin game two for the Rays. That's a, that's a pretty good one two pitching. Even though they, like we mentioned, they lost just about every starter pitching that they have. Yeah. In a five game series, it changes the outlook for Tampa. In a three-game yeah. series, it seems like they still have the tools. They do. And so I think that uh, I, I thought for sure I'd be talking about something different, that uh, the Rangers would be at home and be sitting there as the ALS champions that are not. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to have to be happy making the playoffs this yeah. year, and, and that's it. Yeah, I think Tampa wins this series. Uh, Texas – it took me uh, two, three months of the season to finally believe in Texas. And then about two months later, I couldn't believe them in, a, believe in them as much. And now right. I'm at that point where I'm going, hey, man, I'm glad they made the playoffs because I think the season they had is deserving of that. Um, right. and, but I don't trust them. And they lost, you know, talk about starters. They've lost Hall of Fame starting level pitching. Right. And Which so- we predicted before the season started. Right. <laughs> Both you know, of us did. Yeah, you know, you don't have to be – Hooked into uh, the prophetic <laughs> yeah. airwaves to come up with the fact that Jacob Degrom wasn't going to make it the whole season. Yeah, but uh, but, uh, uh, but let's they, jump they, over to the National okay. League. Phillies and Marlins is where we'll start. Okay. Uh, Marlins make the playoffs, and yeah. uh, I mean and they I were there at the top. Them. I right. didn't believe in them, and I still don't. <laughs> they made the playoffs because the Cubs collapsed. Yeah, let's not kid ourselves. And because uh, the Marlins, like we talked about it all, well, season, have a negative point differential, run differential, yeah. and their offense going up against the Phillies—that's that's bad. 
Yeah. So first of all, I want to give them some credit because I know they, they listen to the show. They, so they, they play it. They play it in the clubhouse every single yeah, week. Yeah. They play our show, and uh, <laughs> and you right. said yeah. you said they and made it in because the Cubs. I'll, I'll take credit. I'll give them some credit <laughs> to go out and prove me wrong. So <laughs> okay. There you yeah. Go. You said they made it because the Cubs choked, <laughs> and they did in part. But listen, they surprised me all season. <laughs> but when I did my power rankings all year long. I put in there anytime they're in the top 10, I do not believe in this team. And I just, I like, That's like right. you said, I still don't. Um, they're going to run Lazardo out against Wheeler on Tuesday. Um, and Lazardo yeah, had don't... games where he's been phenomenal and he's had games where he yeah. hasn't. Been. It's the second Especially game though. Alcantara has been absolutely garbage this year. Yeah. In the second game though, Kevin, they're running Garrett out against Nola. Uh, that I, I would not be excited about if I'm a Miami fan. And actually, I talked to a Miami fan today, and he said, I I just hope that we don't have to play the Brewers in the first round. I thought, my goodness, I think I'd be hoping not to play Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think that they would have better been a better matchup going against Milwaukee. Yeah. Than, than Philadelphia, because Philadelphia, of course, they're familiar with, you know, they're in the same division. Yep. And um, they don't they don't have the offense, certainly. Because you look at this, all right, Philadelphia was plus 73. Right. And run differential. And Miami was minus 52. Oof. That's 100 runs difference almost. Yeah. Between the two of them. Yeah. And uh, we all know the Phillies and their weakness has been pitching. And so, but I don't think Miami can take advantage of that as much. Agreed. If it was Arizona and we changed this matchup a little bit, then yeah. I think that might have worked out differently all the way around. But Philly is a dangerous team. I think they win that series easily. I agree. How about this fun stat? No matter who Milwaukee played in round one, uh, they would go up against someone who Craig Council, their manager, won a World Series with. Uh, <laughs> Arizona and Miami, Council played on both of those teams, won World Series with both of those teams. The Brewers do end up with the Diamondbacks, um, and I don't know. I, I would have more rather played Miami personally, but I also subscribe to the fact that you don't hope to play anybody. You just play who gets there and let the baseball gods decide uh, from there on out. Now, uh, there are not starting pitchers listed yet for Arizona or Milwaukee, even for Tuesday night's game, um, but I would assume Milwaukee is on rest. Um, their starting pitchers are on rest. I yeah. would assume it's going to be Woody or Burns in game one and the other one in game two. Um, uh, I, I'm trying to think. I think Burns has ha had more rest than Woodruff coming in, so I would assume it would be Burns game one, Woodruff game two. And for Arizona, I would think they've had to play up until yesterday's when they clinched. Um, so I would think the Diamondbacks are going to try to run out as fast as they can Zach Gallon. Uh, but I'm not sure when he pitched last. I can tell you that because he is on my fantasy team. Hold on. Okay, good. <laughs> I can give you that information. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I don't need you to update the stats because there aren't any stats to update. All right. <laughs> All right. Zach Gallon last pitched on Friday, going okay. six in the third innings, two runs, seven hits, struck out seven, and walked one. So, and Merrill Saturday, Kelly went Monday, Saturday. Monday. That's not four days rest. Yeah, and Merrill Kelly ran out Saturday. Um, I would guess they're going to run Gallon out. They may save him for game two, which I think is wise. Again, I think you want him to be at rest. 
Um, so I don't know who they're going to run out game one. Um, that's interesting. Uh, we'll keep an eye, keep an eye on that. This is a, this Arizona team is fun. Um, they've had a really solid year. Uh, the young guys have really stepped up. Cattell Marte has been what he was supposed to be this year as well. Uh, Tommy Pham came over late in the year and produced for him too. They're a very dangerous team. Um, I, and I try really hard not to be biased, but I'm going to pick the Brewers. I just think they have the better pitching staff. And when it comes to the playoffs, that's how I pick games. I, I agree with that. If they had uh, Arizona, I mean, had a little more rest and they were pitching Zach Gallon on regular rest and then they were pitching Morel Kelly on regular rest, they could go toe-to-toe with the Brewers. But that does not – and even if they do pitch them on short rest, that's usually not a good prescription in the playoffs. <laughs> right. Right? You're right. And, um, so I think – I think Milwaukee wins that series and um, maybe not quite as easily as you probably would hope that they would win that series, but uh, they're, they're going to win that. And then you and me go head to head in the second round, Dodgers, Brewers, and yeah. then we'll really get into season what's going on right there. <laughs> I'm going to come back to that in one second. Uh, in these first round matchups, uh, Tampa, Texas, uh, Minnesota, Toronto, Milwaukee, Arizona, Philadelphia, Miami. How how many of those four are sweeps? Let's see. Okay, so I think Philadelphia sweep. So that's Agreed. one. And um, I think that Texas might get swept. I'm kind of hoping that's not what happens. So I'm going to go <laughs> two. Two of them will be a sweep. I'll go to also. I think it's the National League. Um, I think Milwaukee and Philadelphia can both win the first two games. I think Texas's offense is going to keep them in a game um, and and possibly win a game for them. And Minnesota and Toronto, to me, are so evenly matched. Even though they're the three six, they're so evenly matched. The only reason Minnesota's a three is because they won their division. They won division. Yeah, it. yeah. It would it would be flipped around. Actually, they'd be facing Tampa. Uh, if you just did it by record, I believe they'd be the sixth seed facing Tampa, the fourth seed, if I remember. Or no, Toronto. Anyway, no, Texas. It doesn't matter. Either way, I think that one's evenly matched, so I don't think it will be a sweep. Uh, no. Then you've got, of course, Baltimore and Houston are the ones with the bye in the AL, Atlanta and LA in the NL. I predicted at the beginning of the year Houston goes to the World Series. I'm going to stick with that, but I sure like these Orioles. And I'll be cheering for them along the way. The only thing the Orioles don't have working for them is experience. Yeah. And um, they've been able to stick it out. And, uh, of course, uh, Tampa started off with the huge big 30, you know, and seven or whatever it was way back in the beginning. Yep. But Baltimore stayed right there. And all of a sudden, and the Rays came down, and here comes Baltimore. Right. But then – Unbelievably enough, here comes Tampa again, <laughs> and but Baltimore was able to keep their composure and beat them back. So, out of and the let's face it, the, yeah, Baltimore is built for the future. I mean, this they is a are. team that's not going away. No, it, it is not. They've got uh, young talent in their rotation. They got it, of course, in the field, but. Uh, yeah, don't don't. They're built for the future, but still, don't sleep on Baltimore because they've got the pitching, they got the hitting, they got the defense. They're not going to be an easy out. And uh, Houston, I would feel much more comfortable if they were. 
if you look at it, Houston didn't even have a, a winning record <laughs> right. at home. Yeah, that's not good. So, I think <laughs> but they, you also have to look at to Houston together all season. But you, you, maybe they you can have throw to, the switch. You got to look at Houston though. What they did in the last month more so than what they did the, at this point. I think all these teams are the same way. I think you got to focus in on the last month of what they looked like versus how they looked all season. Uh, that's a little bit more telling of what they're doing right now. Houston is as dangerous as anybody um, out here, but I I do like. I'm actually cheering for Baltimore, even though I picked Houston to win uh, in the National League. Let's start with um, Milwaukee and, and L.A. If we get there, it was only a few years ago. The game seven in the National League Championship Series, Milwaukee looking for a, a, a world a World Series berth. L.A. snatched it from them and kept them out. If if I am fortunate enough to see Milwaukee in the second round, tell me what L.A. looks like with their pitching staff right now because that's the area that I look at and go. I think Milwaukee's better pitching. It, absolutely, tonight. because you know you talk about Tampa, but the Dodgers have had that same issue. Guys that have you know been hurt and and and, and all that, and uh, but I think that Clayton Kershaw is going to absolutely flip the script on that uh, you know middle of the road at best postseason you know record that he has, mm-hmm. and I think that he can do it. And uh, it's a five game series that first round. Right. So that does not work in Milwaukee's advantage. They're not going to be able to use because they've got the superior starting rotation. No question in my mind about that. Yeah. But only five game series are not going to be able to utilize that as much. So it's going to be an interesting series. I think Milwaukee can take them. The Dodgers are not, you know, the juggernaut they've been, even though they. Let me see. I'll tell you. Uh, let's see. The Dodgers still won 100 games. They're not dominant and still won 100 games. So, um, I'm Dodgers right. through and through. <laughs> I got to go with the Dodgers there, but uh, Milwaukee is a dangerous team. So, that's going to be a very interesting series between the two of them. The problem with Milwaukee has been consistency. Uh, they've not consistently scored runs. They've not. Uh, they've been better pitching than not, but. The consistency's been the issue. If they if they're consistent in the playoffs, they can go to the World Series possibly. But if if they continue they what they did all year, they're going to struggle. Right, and the, uh, talk about the Braves. Does the Braves have the same issue really as the Dodgers? They're starting rotation, even though the Braves won a hundred and four games. Yeah, and um, Bryce Elder is not a guy that I really trust. He's a guy I had on my fantasy team, but I dropped him because he wasn't that good. He corrected things a little bit. But if you're sitting there and you're talking about Bryce Elder as the guy you're counting on in the playoffs, that's probably not a great thing. So, uh, I- Yeah, let me comment on my fantasy-owned Bryce Elder in two different leagues. Uh, okay. Yeah, he, he hurts you more than he helped you at the end. Uh, for sure, and the Brewer or the Braves, excuse me, Strider's awesome. The other Strider. guys are just they can hit, and 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 uh, the pitchers. What I mean by it's bad terminology, the pitchers can pitch. They can if they hit on the right night, they're going to be really really good. I think the Braves are 
clearly the favorites, in my opinion. Absolutely, um, but the favorite, as we know, doesn't mean you win. Correct. Uh, Acuna's been great. They got offense with Riley, Olsen, Albies, uh, Harris, uh, Azunia, who I think is a scum of the earth. Uh, they've got they've got offense, and, and yeah, they're but, a good, good baseball team. But that's where, you know, because the Dodgers can match them almost in offense. Yeah. They've got four players that drove in 100 runs on their team. All right, so here's the storyline I'm cheering for. Milwaukee okay. and Houston. Uh, Milwaukee used to be in the AL. Houston used to be in the NL. They flipped the script. And uh, and Milwaukee has never won a World Series as the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Milwaukee did get a World Series many moons ago, but it was with the Braves and not the Brewers. Um, Houston, of course, uh, recent champs. Uh, but uh, So I'm going to go Milwaukee-Houston. Granted, that is playing favoritism on my Brewers. I think it's probably going to be Atlanta-Houston. But I'm going to pick... For the fun of it, Milwaukee and Houston this year uh, going to the World Series. And why not? Let's give Milwaukee a ring. Uh, I'll, I'll predict Milwaukee wins the whole <laughs> okay. thing. That's uh, just like the uh, the article that came out a couple days ago. Great article. We need to cheer for the, yeah. for the Brewers. And it was a great article. And uh, I know you saw my comment yeah. that, uh, sorry, it's Dodgers all the way for me. Yeah. But uh, great, great article. So what's, and, your, uh, what's your final prediction? My final prediction is... I'm going to go with uh, Houston as well in the American League. And um, I, I don't want to be a homer, but Dodgers yeah. are going to uh, – because remember a couple of years ago, the Dodgers and Braves played each other. Braves knocked them out. Yeah. And uh, they're going to return and, and give some revenge on that. So Dodgers, Houston in the World Series, and uh, Dodgers – are your World Series champion. Okay. Uh, now, this is the finale of this show for this year. The plan is for February to pick up, and we'll do rankings and everything again then. Uh, now, I'll still be talking baseball on the Sports Stove podcast every Wednesday night through the rest of the season. Uh, my dad joins me for that. So we'll still be covering baseball, of course, but with this being a fantasy baseball show, this is the finale of the program. That being said... Neither one of us, Kevin, end our content when, when fantasy baseball ends. So tell the fine folks what they can be expecting from you over the next several weeks. Okay, well, uh, almost immediately, even though the season's ending today, it's never too early to look ahead <laughs> to 2024. I will have an article coming out this week of uh, look ahead, okay? Players in 2024 who will rise in the draft, players who have fallen and so uh, just something to keep your eyes on when uh as next season approaches because there are several players several that we could talk about I could probably write 16 articles on that <laughs> who uh who have fallen and risen yeah so uh but that'll be coming out this week and uh i believe that tomorrow at eight eastern there's a baseball show that's going to focus on the playoffs and uh, I'll be a part of that. That's a belly up uh, sponsored show and uh, expect some more information to come out about that. And so we'll look out for that. And then after that, I'll just play uh, pretty much, you know, I'm, I'm your designated uh, writer. Whatever I happen to uh, be interested in, I will write about it. And we'll just have to see where that comes to. 
<laughs> and guest star. You'll be guest starring on, I'm sure, several shows all over the... I'm sure, uh, and of course, you know, as Chase mentioned, him and I do a show uh, mm -hmm. every Sunday at uh, 10 Central, 11 East, and uh, talk about, uh, you know, who to start, who maybe not to start, and uh, we give a preview of that day's action. So you definitely want to take a, sh uh, uh, a look at that and uh, before you set your lineups. On Sunday. So with the Sunday show coming to an end for this season, uh, I will still be on the air Monday nights at eight o'clock and Wednesday nights at eight o'clock. Monday nights is the local hour presented by Righteous Felon Jerky, who partnered with the local hour. So we've got our own code and everything now. Um, and uh, really uh, excited about that partnership. Uh, but anyways, that's Monday night at eight. We talk Eastern Kentucky sports right now, heavy football. And uh, Ryan Jackson, defensive lineman, for EKU, co-host that show with me. And uh, tomorrow night, we're talking with Frank Lee, a linebacker who's had two sacks each of the last two weeks. Which and, they've won uh, the last two weeks, right? They have won. They they won a good one uh, this past weekend against North Alabama, and they won a close one uh, two weeks ago against SEMO. Uh, so, yeah, very, very close stuff. But um, we're, we're gonna, I, the plan is to get some volleyball on EKU volleyball on a 13 game win streak. Uh, so we're going to try to get one of the players on there as well. So it's a fun time. If you like sports, I really do think it's worth the listen. Absolutely. Um, EKU, you may not care about, but we get some insight yeah. from the athletes. Yeah. If you don't like sports and shame on you, first of all, <laughs> why are you watching this show? <laughs> why are you? Yeah. We're glad you're watching. Yes. But, uh, if you don't like sports, you might want to, uh, uh, taking an evaluation of your priorities. Definitely. My Wednesday night show, my dad joins me. We talk NFL, college Which football. always baseball, entertaining baseball. and informative. Thank you very much. Yeah, we have a good yeah. time with it. And uh, we'll be back Wednesday night at 8 o'clock uh, as well. My writing has pretty much come to an end outside of EKU stuff. Um, I, I had high expectations to do a lot more writing. The time was just not there. So, uh, so I'll still write EKU articles. We try to preview and recap games. Um, could not recap this week because I couldn't uh, uh, watch the game. So I would have just been repeating what someone else had to say. So we didn't write one this week. But nonetheless, you can tune in on Belly Up Sports for that as well. Uh, I do want to remind people, Righteous Felon, listen, uh, if you listen to my other shows, I'll be pushing my personal code. But we appreciate the support of Belly Up, of course, throughout this program. In the past, uh, me and Kevin did the, the Belly Up Fantasy Baseball Live. Um, and, uh, belly up gave us the, the go ahead and the permission to kind of transition it over to the sports stove brand. And, uh, we appreciate their support. So if you go to righteousfelon.com, you're going to find, uh, all kinds of jerky flavors. It's great okay. stuff. Um, use the code belly up. Um, right. and, Remember, uh, right. yes. Uh, well, it's called Nelson Mandela, Nelson Mandela. Okay. Um, that might be something new. I have to check out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but go check it out. Belly up. We'll give you 15% off. Use that code. Um, my personal code. If you want it, come listen to us Monday night or Wednesday night. We'll give it to you then um, as well. But like I said, listen, Belly Up Fantasy Sports has been with us. We're, we, we are a part of them, uh, right. but they've been so supportive of this program. Belly Up as a whole have been very supportive of this program. Dan Mater, who runs the fantasy side of things. Right. Um, Mike Brown and um, uh oh. Um, Blaine, uh, sorry, yeah, and Blaine run. run I, I blanked there for a second. Um, run belly up sports though, and and uh, we're so appreciative of their support. 
uh, Chase and all the guys in the fantasy league. We appreciate them as well and letting us kind of just uh, put a microscope on our league and uh, let us make fun of them and ourselves at the same time. So we appreciate that as well. And then Kevin, Kevin has been faithful, man. He's been here every week, even on weeks where he was, he came straight in from work and jumped on as well. And so Kevin, I always appreciate, and I hope that you know that I hope that you understand that I'm appreciative of you and the effort and the work that you put in, because you don't come in half hearted. Um, You always put in the work and the research as well. And of course, we got to say thank you to your cat who makes guest appearances occasionally. Um, and and your wife yeah, who's a faithful uh, listener of this program. Not paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. She's listening as we speak, right? Yes. This very second. So yeah. You know, and I appreciate you, Vince, and uh all you bring to the table. And uh, I know we uh, sometimes rib each other a little bit, and uh, but that's to be expected. And uh you give me something that I could look forward to. I know we're gonna have, you know something to engage upon and talk about and you come ready and and uh we just put out the information and and hopefully some you know we heard chase and uh he made use of it and won a league championship so yeah. it's nice to know that uh you know when we put out some information people are actually listening to it so that's exactly right and that's the last people we got to thank is the listeners everyone who tuned right. in uh, whether it was live on YouTube or Belly Up Fantasy Facebook, or whether it was later on Spotify or Apple or wherever they get your podcast, uh, we do appreciate your listening to our program. Those who have interacted with us, we've had some comments on uh, Face or YouTube, excuse me, and in uh, different places. So we appreciate all those that listen. Um, we uh, at this point in our lives, me and Kevin do not make a living doing this, um, no. but uh, but we we appreciate the support of those who listen and tune in each week um, as well. Uh, Kevin, final thoughts before we uh, close out the program. Well, uh, final thoughts. It's been fun. Um, and uh, I look forward already to uh, next season. And uh, as you mentioned, the, the, the playoffs are something yeah. to look forward to. And uh, people all, they, they want to eat, sleep, and drink football. But uh, <laughs> baseball is not to be denied. I think we got some real interesting games, some series that are coming up that will keep us entertained for at least another month or so. Yeah. So uh, don't turn your back on baseball. It will deliver. <laughs> I agree. And uh, I'll just close with this. I may have finished second place, but at least it's not third. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> but let me mention just one thing is uh, yeah. in the other league that I'm in. Uh-huh. Uh, I won the, the championship there you go. in that in that league, and I took down the guy who lost one game all season long. Awesome. He had two losses, and both of them were to me. There you go. So that's, he dominated that's... like nobody's business. Like, you know, the <laughs> 2000, what was it, one Seattle Mariners in 116 uh-huh. games. They yeah. got into the uh, championship series against the, the, the Yankees and went yep. down. Yep. Well, that's what happened to this guy. I took him down decisively. That feels so, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's not as nearly as fun as if I was taking you down decisively, but I guess I have to take what I can get. Take what you can get. He's Kevin Wilson. You can find him on Twitter or X at Kevin62WILSEA. I'm Vince Stover. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Sports Stove. You can always find us on Belly Up Sports and Belly Up Fantasy Sports as well. We greatly appreciate you tuning in throughout this season. Congrats to all you winners and good luck 
to all you. Because if you won a league championship, you have something to be, you know, legitimately proud about because you stuck with it all season. Especially baseball, right? Especially baseball, where as Chase learned, you have to pay attention more to fantasy baseball than all the other ones put together. Probably, maybe the NBA. No, because the NBA don't play every day. That's right. But baseball plays every day and you had to pay attention to it every day so if you won or even made the playoffs go ahead and give yourself a pat on the back that's right all right folks thanks for tuning in until next time that's we'll right. see you around the sports stove